Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. Andrew, so sorry I missed your birthday yesterday, but I'm here today in Chicago. Oh, wow. I, I can't believe you flew in to surprise me. Well, you are my co-host. Uh, so you made it all the way over here. Did you bring me anything from the Emerald Isle? Well, uh, look, in the spirit of loving horror and loving my co-host, I managed to, uh, I managed to catch a banshee for you. A what? Yes, a banshee. The mythical Irish ghostly woman that haunts the greens of Ireland and screams all night. Just let me, uh, I'm going to open up this bag for you right here. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, sorry, Betty. This is the wrong size. You can take it back. Oh, nuts. It's episode 86. Birthdays are terrifying. I am the writing on the wall, the whisper in the classroom. I'm Marjorie Green, and I approve this message to save America, stop socialism, and stop China. Stay the pie, we honor thee from life to death Doubters, the doomsters, the gloomsters, they are going to get it wrong. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to run? Where are you going to hide? Nowhere. Because there's no one like you left. What do we want? Where do we want it? I want you to know that the movement we started is only just beginning. Sometimes that is better. Caught on camera trashing a three-year-old girl's birthday party on Houston's southwest side. Tonight, strangers are coming together to give the little girl a new party. Welcome to Friday the 13th Horror Podcast. My name is Andrew. And I'm Maddie. And today we are here in person. Yeah, yeah, dude. So listen, I'm um, we're in the same room. This is weird. I've we, gotten so used to doing it the other way. We haven't done this since June of 2021. Yeah, that sounds about right. So like a year and a half it's wow. been since we've done this in person. Um, I'm I am I am in town um just before Thanksgiving, and uh, it just worked out perfectly that we could record together. Um, so this is it's really cool for us. We haven't done yeah. this in a long time. It's interesting because we've gotten so used to um playing off of our yeah. audio cues and now we have like <laughs> visual cues, which is nice. which is which is what we used to have. Yeah. You know, yeah. We we used to, you know, sort of do that all the time. Listen, Andrew, they don't care. <laughs> they they don't care. It's a little inside baseball. They don't care, but it is inside baseball. But look, I'm I'm happy to be here, happy to be in person. This is good shit. Um, and we've got some good stuff planned for you. Yeah. Today, um, today we are uh, going to talk about birthdays. Wait, Andrew, who are we first? Uh, we are a podcast that talks all about <laughs> horror in real life and horror in the movies. <laughs> I'm thrown off because you're here. Um, but uh, yeah, today we're talking about birthdays. Uh, kind of a weird topic. Hey, but it's a birthday. <laughs> you don't have to pick up the phone. Um, but it should be fun. A little bit of a more lighthearted. Uh, well, all of my stuff is about people dying. So maybe it's not as lighthearted. <laughs> Listen, if, if you're if you're not if you're a new listen, listener to the show, also you're going to, have to forgive me, folks, because I'm going to be a little bit jet lagged because I, I I've been traveling a lot. 
Um, if you're a new listener to the show, you're going to discover that there's always good, sweet shit in this show. Yeah. And there's always depressing shit. And they, they go together. They go hand in hand. Listen, you got to go down to come back up, if you know what I mean. Girl, I've heard that before. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into the meat of our horror in real life segment, Maddie, why don't you take us on a little journey, a little a little roundabout to the certified terrifying corner? Sure. At Friday the 13th, we keep a keen eye on the news because we know that horror isn't just an escape. It's a mirror to what happens in our real world. We've got two items today for our certified terrifying corner. And they are both right here in good old America. The first one is that the midterm elections happened. Um, so, you know, look, the midterm elections uh, were predicted to be a bit of a disaster. Um, I think that because I, so I was in I was in Chicago last week, too. <laughs> this is this is how insane my life is right now. I was here last week for a business trip um, and I'm back now. Um, I flew back to Dublin in between. But when I was here last week, I got to vote in person. It was really cool and actually really emotional. I didn't expect it to be so emotional. Um, I think that because I voted, though, I'm the one that made it happen. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Andrew agrees. Yeah. Well, I mean, I waited in line, so therefore I've made things happen. Fair enough. So, Fair yeah. enough. Um, no, but I mean, look, the midterm elections turned out way better than I think anyone expected them to. And I think like, I mean, feel free to check me on this, but I feel like when we don't have as divisive of a president because let's let's face yeah. it like biden is not nearly as no matter god, where you, god no no yeah. matter where you sit completely um i think that that may have swayed people to just like vote the way they wanted to vote instead of like not voting for someone because they hate the other guy yeah. if that makes sense do you know what i mean no I, I, it makes a lot of sense i and i i think um i think look too i I think that people really did vote because January 6th scared them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I mean and I get it. Like I mean I that scared everybody that day except for the people that were doing it. Yeah. And so I think I I think that people really did. It's maybe it's a something new happening in the American psyche. Like people looked at what was going on and they were like, "Hold on." Well, I also think that like um so obviously there were like record numbers of like younger voters this time around and I do feel like this generation that we're kind of seeing um becoming like voting age and like 5 years uh up from there they're not going to put up with shit. Well, they they've grown up in an environment where they know everything. True. Like where the internet or cable or there's like news everywhere. So they're yeah. very they're a lot more informed than what we were at like 18, 19, 20. I, like, to I totally agree with you. So I think that they're kind of taking the vote and yeah. running with it and voting with their conscience and not their parents. Yeah. Uh, you know what yeah. I mean? No, I, I do. I, I think not only do they, they know a whole lot more than we did at that age, I think they are also looking at all of the institutions and all of like the myths of America. Yeah. And they're like, what right what is this like we don't want this like yeah. get out of here yeah so i, I think there's going to be some some really good you know hopefully positive shifts but you know look it's a crazy world so we'll see what happens but the midterms there's always tomorrow <laughs> there's always tomorrow for shit to go down um so there's there's one our next and final item is this donald trump has announced his third bid for president uh for the 2024 election i mean uh uh, I wrote in the notes and I wrote in the notes and we all sighed in exhaustion. Yeah. Um, because I, I listen, I would never wish, wish death on a person, but I wish that he would just go away forever. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like how I feel about Elon Musk. Like yeah. I don't, 
I don't wish him to die, but I do wish him to get into one of his spaceships and never come back. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, look, I, I think that, uh, you know, Donald Trump running. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Like, I think it's going to truly got, I think it's going to truly depend on who else runs without a doubt. Well, I mean, you know, Bi- Biden's going to run. He's yeah. already he's already said that. But look, no, I mean, on the Republican. Uh, well, side. no, sure, sure, yeah. sure. But also on the Democrat side. I mean, look, Biden is he's an old man. I know. And like anything, anything can happen. I know. You know, it's just like and it, and if he goes like who's going to take that place? And I don't know. There's a lot. I, I what I do think is that there are Republicans that are hungry enough that they will knock Trump off in one way or another. Yeah. They're going to find a way to flick him out because they want to eat that power for themselves. Well, now. and they, they've already been a ton of um, like news sources and um, other places that have endorsed him in the past that have yeah. said that they're not going to endorse him yeah. this time. Um, you know, and we'll see where the trial goes with the January 6th stuff. We haven't truly seen the outcome of that when it comes down no. to, to Trump. And I mean, we'll see. Uh, I, I said this like like an idiot before, but I was like, there's no way we would vote him in again. But I don't put anything past anybody anymore. Listen, so. <laughs> we, we never thought we'd elect him in the first place. And look, I'll add one more that isn't on here um, to, to finish us off here on a good note, actually. And it's that the Senate uh, voted uh, with with more than enough votes for uh the first step of the respect for marriage act to be passed yeah i saw that and uh it just needs one more vote which they'll have and then it goes straight to the president's desk so this is colossally great news. as long as they don't change anything yeah yeah right and they they likely won't yeah um this is colossally great news this is going to protect um all couples not just same-sex couples it protects all couples but you know look in context of everything that's bad right now especially same-sex couples i did think it was funny though that they had to put in the actual bill that this does not cover polygamous um relationships yeah i mean Um, it's i mean that's a thing though no i know it's just I am starting to they're finally they're finally starting to figure it out like that. If you don't cover everything, the Republican Party is going to find something to try to like. What about when they what about when they marry dogs? Right. (laughs) So listen, that's a certified terrifying corner. Let's hope it gets a little less scary. Yes. So let's talk about birthdays. Uh, I, <laughs> it's a birthday. <laughs> uh, obviously, we, we've spoken about it before. We went to Europe for your birthday. Yeah. Um, and from um, it's actually my birthday as of yesterday of this recording. Yeah. Um, so very topical time in our yeah. lives. Yeah. Um, just slowly marching towards death. But, you know, whatever. It's happening. You know, slowly or, you know, barreling down a, a very quick, um, like, luge shoot yeah. kind of thing. You know, so you're just going down the hill really fast and then all of a sudden out you go. Look, I'll say, you know, look, we're not too far in age. Um, but we're like you know, halfway. Huh? We're like halfway. Well, I mean, you're 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 38. I'm 40. Yeah. Um, so I mean, like, I, I mean, we're close in age is what I mean. Oh, got it. <laughs> and, uh, jet lag brain. And, um, you know, I, so I just had a milestone birthday, right? And it was so, it's so interesting the way that I feel now. How do you feel? Well, so like, you know, I remember turning 30 
and like being a little nervous about it. Apprehensive. I think, I, yeah, yeah, I think I think everyone is. But then like you have your big fun party and all your friends are there and like and then you you wake up the next day and you're like, "Oh, I feel fine." Ah, well, and good. like what people don't tell you is that in your 30s is finally when things start to stable out. Oh, with, like, without a doubt. Because your 20s, you're trying to figure it all out. Yeah. You know? You're trying to figure out where you want to live, what you want to do for a living, yeah. like where you're going to go, like what are you going to do with your life? Yeah. And then in your 30s, you're kind of just like, well, this is where we are now. Yeah. Um, so let's make the best of it. Yeah. So <laughs> let me tell you about when you turn 40. Um, it, it, it definitely feels a lot different. And look, I'm not saying that I'm like old or anything. I, I don't feel that way, but I definitely feel older. I think for me, I definitely, like one of the things is just like looks, you know? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, look, you just look a lot older. Yeah. There's no way around it. And like, Gotta thank you. And those lotions. Oh, listen, I am a, I'm a Kiehl's skincare fanatic. I use like, five different products every mm -hmm. single day and i'm a fan of it and look i have treated my body like shit <laughs> and this face looks pretty fucking good got some news um keels sponsor us it's it's funny um the advertising how it changes uh what you're being fed oh yeah um it, you have to be very careful like what you hover over oh, on you're, social you're, media you're gonna because... get keels all over the place now <laughs> um but i mean look you know look i i feel i feel generally good i you know I, I was unfortunately sick for the past couple of months but that was you know beyond being 40 that's just covid and and other shit but yeah it just it feels it does feel a lot different this one definitely feels like Oh, I'm older now. Hmm. You really feel it. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm still excited about it. I'm, I'm excited to see what this new little decade brings. But, yeah, um, yeah it's just interesting to clock that. Uh, this one feels normal for me. Yeah. Like, I, I don't really feel like literally anything. Like yeah. it was just like, another, yeah, sure. It was just another day, except for Michael bought champagne for, <laughs> at, when I got home. You know what I mean? Like it, it was, it's like one of those things. But, um, I don't know. It just feels, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever really felt a birthday, if that makes any sense. Mm. Um, I mean, I've had good birthdays where we had like good parties or like did some like big thing, yeah. but like age wise, it's never really bugged me that much. I kind of, it's, I, I heard from, um, the, I forget. I think I was talking to like this elderly woman in like my grandma's nursing home when I was uh -huh. like very young. Um, and I remember her kind of explaining it to me where she was like, you never feel old. You just feel like yourself. And then you're just old. Like it's 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 very strange. But if you think that about it, sense. like yeah, you start to feel more aches and pains or like whatever. But for the most part, if you don't have like a you know, a dilapidated, like a very like a disease or like yeah, something yeah. that like affects your nervous system or yeah, sure, I can kind of see where she's coming from. Like I just kind of feel like I'm just me. Yeah. I guess I guess I'm getting older. Like that makes sense. But. I mean, I, I think that's it. I mean, I mean, here's the thing, I'm, and I'll talk a little bit about this. Actually, this is kind of a perfect segue, really. Um, you know, we didn't always celebrate birthdays. Interesting. You know, like it wasn't always a thing, and birthdays were a well, it wasn't really a birthday, but like birthdays started in ancient Egypt, and they were about the pharaoh. And so, like, you would celebrate, like, the day of, of the pharaoh, like, coming down to us from, you know, heaven or whatever, yeah. or whatever the fuck. And, like, that was a thing. And then, like, other cultures had, like, some ideas of, like, sort of, like, solar returns and all that kind of shit. But, like, the idea of, like, you know, there was nobody, like, in medieval, like, England. Blowing like, out candles. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, in a fucking, like, hut going, yeah. hey, it's your birthday. I made you a fucking gruel cake. Like, no one did that, you know? 
And so it's a pretty like modern invention, the way that we think about this now. And I think that, you know, a lot of it probably comes from like the Victorian era, that, that sort of thing. Um, but there's an, a great article in The Atlantic uh, called The Strange Origins of American Birthday Celebrations. Interesting. And Joe Pinsker wrote this. And there's, there's some interesting stuff here. So I'll, I'll read a bit to you. So just um, hang in and listen to my sultry voice and I'll take you down a little road here. So Joe Pinsker writes, the shift in the mid-19th century started with kids, and this is about birthdays and recognizing them, right? So some scholars have emphasized that the increased attention that began to be lavished on individual children as families started having fewer of them. So not having so many kids that you got to pay a bunch of shit for everything. Like, no, they've got only a few now or two or one. Ooh, we want to celebrate just this one kid. Yeah. So kids' birthday parties may have been an early hint of how American children were starting to be viewed as less valuable economically as workers and more valuable emotionally as family members. The rise in birthday celebrations was also part of a larger shift in how people, this is so interesting, in how people conceptualize the passing of time. Hmm. Clocks in pre-industrial America were rare and seldom accurate, according to the historian Howard Chudikoff. What a name. As the 19th century progressed, the widespread production of household clocks and pocket watches made it possible for Americans to constantly know what time it was. And as more people followed the schedules of factories, streetcars, and trains, they had more reason to watch those clocks. Isn't that just so interesting to, to consider well and it also makes you realize that like time is just like not real it's an like, invention yeah. <laughs> read read sapiens oh my god what a book um so uh, he, he goes on as americans became more aware of time they also became more aware of how it passed in their own lives chudikoff that historian he argued in his 1989 book how old are you Age consciousness in American culture. Uh, he he goes on to to sort of argue a little bit a little bit deeper. Uh, the newfound focus on age was visible in many 19th century institutions, schools. With you know in in the mid 19th century, they started to use age to separate children into different grades. Got it. And then doctors started to use it to assess people's health and their development. And not coincidentally, this was the same era when people started noting their birthday. Mm. Uh -huh, how about that? So, um, you know, today the idea, he, he goes on, Joe Pinsker does, today the idea of someone celebrating their birthday is non-controversial. But in the decades when the tradition was still new, some groups resisted it. Researchers have noted that various birthday party poopers thought that the celebrations were self-centered and materialistic, took attention away from God, and turned oh. children into brats. Now, the haters, of course, lost, but they were right to suspect that birthdays have a dark side. As anyone past a certain age can attest, marking another year is not all balloons and ice cream cakes. A birthday can be anxiety-provoking in the sense that it provides a milestone by which individuals can compare their status, accomplishments, and appearance with other people who are the same age. Oh, don't we all know Girl, that? <laughs> it's kind of like a train. Are you ahead of time, on time, or behind time? A century later, cultural expectations have loosened around when and whether people should reach milestones, such as getting married and having kids. But the pernicious stigma associated with being behind time persists. 
So on your next birthday, Joe Pinsker says, as a gift to yourself, kick back with a nice big bowl of fruit. Don't look at the clock. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's what he says. He <laughs> likes fruit, apparently. Don't look at the clock and take the day off from neurotically comparing yourself with everyone else. Yeah, the comparison thing is a really big thing. Big I time. mean, I think that we are we all have expectations of like where we should be at like a point in yeah. our lives and it doesn't always work that way. Um, that's really hard not to do. Um, yeah, I mean, like, look, like, not to, like, keep harping on being 40, but, like, 40 feels a lot closer to death than 30 did. You, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like I have, and you probably you probably think about the wheel of your life, too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, for me, I'm like, oh, I've got, like, my, my career part is finally where I want it to be. Doesn't that feel great? And, like, where I live, that part feels pretty cool, too. You know, like my health, you know, I'm working on it. It's got to get a lot better. It's gone down a bit, but I I know how I can fix it. Yeah. You know, but then I think about like, oh man, that part's not where I want it to be. Yeah. That part's not where I want it to be. But you can't force it. No, no, you can't force it, but it's hard not to like look at it. Yeah. 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 And like, you know, clock it, pardon the pun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, I think what I have like not to like not to sound like I'm a wise old man now or whatever, but um, I what from working in corporate America yeah. has really opened my eyes to people don't know what they're doing. Nobody does. Girl, so um, they are told what to do and they figure it out. Yeah, but like if you got a job tomorrow at like a new company or like you wouldn't know what you'd be doing. Like nobody mm. really knows. Like you just kind of figure it out when you get there. It's so it's strange. True. Yeah. Um, but the way that, you know, quote unquote leadership or people at the top have just like made things up. is just like insane to me. <laughs> you know, it is, it, it's, it's, um, I get what you're saying. Cause when I went into leadership, I, I, I even kind of realized like, Oh, we just make it all up. Yeah. And like hope and like hope that it sticks. It's up to us. But like that that's for me it's also kind of the fun of it too. No, I totally get that, but I think when I was younger or when I was working in other places, you thought they had all the answers. Yeah, well, I thought that like I felt like maybe I was not good enough because I didn't know exactly what I was doing. Yeah. Then you start to realize nobody really does. Well, and and that's the thing is like, I mean, look, moving forward, now it's going to be like, we're the ones who have to fix this or that in the world. We are the ones who are supposed to be doing that. Listen, we already are. We're on this podcast. We're doing it. We're releasing it. Goddamn right, Andrew. Goddamn right. right. Um, So I looked up people that have were born and died on the same day. Yep. You can look at this two different ways. Is it poetic that you kind of like came in and went out on the same day? Like it's kind of cool in a weird way. I mean, it is, it um, is kind of badass. But then at the other time, at the other like coin flip or on the other side of the coin, you're like, well, motherfucker, you had to pick this day for me to yeah. die. Like, yeah, so true. it's, it's true. kind of like, well, however you think it but some pretty big people were actually born and died on the same day i did not think that this yeah. was going to be a big statistic but i do have 12 people oh that, my are, God. That, are, that are of note jesus um so ingrid bergman um of uh the star of uh gosh what was casablanca, casablanca. um she uh died at 67 um, in 1982 in London after battling breast cancer no. um, but she was born and died on august 29th of 1915 wow 
or sorry, born on 1915, died on 1982. Um, William Shakespeare, of all people. I did know this one. Yeah. On, uh, um, so this one's a little bit controversial because nobody really knows when he was born, yeah. like from a historical context, but they think they do. So yeah. they kind of give him the gimme on this one. Well, he was also born uh, during the comet, too, as I remember. What comet? I think it was. I think Haley's comet was there when, when he was oh, born as well. Huh. But yeah, he was born on April 23rd. So he died in, on April 23rd as well. Good old Shakespeare. What a writer. <laughs> Have you read any of him? <laughs> uh, Walter Deemer, Dimer, Deemer, Deemer. Uh, uh, the inventor of bubblegum. Fuck um, yeah. <laughs> this article's funny. It's from Mental Floss. So everything's got like a little bit of a quip in it. Of course. Um, but like the inventor of bubblegum went pop on his 93rd birthday. <laughs> wrote this who did this in 1998 <laughs> um it does does make me feel good that like at least some of the more um recent ones i always yeah. ha- i always hate seeing people that died young so it like yeah. does like like for instance like when the queen died um the girl was old i'm but i'm almost like good for you you made it that long yeah like you know what i mean like, i'm not like, i'm not even sure that i want to make it that long like yeah. that's a long time or like, or like when betty white died it was like yeah she has to go at some point people like i get like the grieving process and i understand like the like social construct of like kind yeah. of attaching yourself to certain people and when they die it's really tough but like we all are going to so i don't know yeah. some, some, sometimes when people die and people make such a big deal about it i'm like and you, you know when when people like when like famous people die now that i like yeah i don't like get sad about it i just like, i usually like well i'll like tweet something and i'll be like hey thanks for the laughs or thanks just, for the like, music yeah, thanks it, for the show it's almost like i tip my hat to you yeah like I'm, I'm i'm grateful and, and i'm i'm now i'm kind of like girl go out there and relax yeah seriously do it um betty frieden um if you don't know she was the author of the ground baking breaking the feminine mystique um she was born on february 4th 1921 and died on the same day in 2006 oh. um it was her 85th birthday um machine gun george machine gun kelly wow um lifelong gangster not not the musician machine gun kelly (laughs) no unfortunately he's still alive Um, but uh uh he was died on his birthday of july 17th um levi p morton who was actually benjamin harrison's vice president oh died of pneumonia on his 96th birthday on May 16th of 1920. Wow. Outliving his former boss by nearly 20 years. He's probably like, and I should have been president Benjamin too. Harrison was the gay one. Really? Wasn't he? I don't know. I think he was the gay one. I, I, you have so much more presidential knowledge than I do. I like, think, oh man, my brain is so crazy, but I'm pretty sure Benjamin Harrison was the one that like, had he, had, the, he had like a bunch of letters and journals and mm-hmm. like people are like, oh, he's sucking dick in the in the Oval Office. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Johnny <laughs> Longden, the triple crown winning jockey who took more took home wins at the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness and the Belmont Stakes while riding uh, County Fleet in 1943. Um, he's born and died on Valentine's Day, uh-huh. uh, which is uh, like then you add on that layer and you're like, and I still don't have love. Cupid <laughs> shot an arrow into his heart and he and died. died. <laughs> also, um, sometimes I wonder if I think that jockeys are cute or not. Too short for me. Well, Cause you know, I like tiny, yeah, yeah. I like little guys. No offense to short people. It's just, I no, like, no offense to short people come my way. Yeah. Get I mean, over here. I like to be 
towered over. Yeah, <laughs> so. come, come, I'll, I'll tower over you. Come talk to dad, dad. Come here, um, talk to daddy. All right, um, Sydney Bichette. Um, he, th- this guy is actually he was really overshadowed by Louis Armstrong. Um, he was a jazz sax saxophonist. Is that how you say that? You, you can. Um, a clarinetist and a composer. Um, he, so he basically came out right around the same time as Louis Armstrong and kind of just didn't make it as big. Um, a lot of people said that he was kind of a hard guy to work with. So that may have uh, detrimented his yeah. uh, his career. Um, but he uh, was born and died on May 14th. Uh, Ella Baker. Um, although she stayed uh, behind the scenes, Ella Baker was a key activist yeah. who worked alongside some of the most well-known civil rights leaders in the 20th century, including Martin Luther King Jr. Um, and uh, all those people, Thurgood Marshall, you know, all those guys that were doing that at that time. Um, she was born uh, in Virginia on December 13th and died 83 years wow. later on the same day. Uh, can Can you do it? Can you do it? Can you do it? <sighs> Kamehameha. Kamehameha. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) but you were close. Um, Or or, uh, known as the King of Hawaii, uh, died on his 40th. Oh, that's young. Died on his 42nd birthday on December 11th. That's kind of, that's not that young for back then. Oh, 1872. Got yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> I thought it said 1972. So I was like, um, King Kamehameha the fifth. And then finally, just two more. Alan Drury. He was a novelist who won the Pulitzer Prize in 1959 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for the novel Advise and Consent. Uh, and um, he went on to part. Uh, so basically, the book is partially based on the true life story of a scandal and suicide of a senator, uh, Lester Hunt. Uh, he died on his 80th birthday in 1998 in September 2nd. Damn, dude. Um, and then finally, uh, Swede Risberg, Risberg, all you baseball people will hate me, uh, but I just don't know how to pronounce that name, um, whose name has become synonymous with the 1919 Black Sox scandal. Do you know about this? I looked it up. I think I've heard of it before. I, I don't know they much about th- it, though. They, there was like a, a group of players that threw the um, the world, not the World Cup. What do you call that? World Series. The World Series. Um, for gambling. And, yeah, for gambling. Um, so don't get caught, bitch. And he died on, he was born and died on October 13th. So just an interesting way to go out. Like you're thinking like, oh, it's my birthday coming up. Am I going to have cake or ice cream or both? Or, or am I going to die? (laughs) Or is this the day? Am I going to have cake at the table or will I eat cake in my grave? Yeah. Or will you land face first in that? Honey, would you give me some ice cream for my birthday? I can't because you're dead. Yeah. That, that kind of thing. How how do you feel about that? Would you feel like spiteful about dying on your birthday or would you kind of find it more on the poetic route? Oh, geez. Um, I don't know anymore. I think before <laughs> I would have been like, oh, so poetic because I wasn't afraid of death for a long time. Yeah. Now I'm also like, as I've gotten older, I'm not going to lie. Like in the last year, I'm like, maybe I actually am afraid of death. Um, and I didn't actually really deal no, with this. I think that, that <laughs> I, I think that that is something because like, I think when we were younger, like we didn't really think about it. Like, yeah, if you got sick, it was no big deal. Yeah, Cause like, I could literally do anything when yeah. I was young. I, I could, I could run five miles and then, you know, go out to the, bar until 5 a.m. and then wake up again and do it again i used to run home from work three times a week like this is insanity um but i think now what's kind of settles into your brain is like any ache or pain you're like oh what's that that's cancer yeah i know that that's cancer it does start to like creep into your brain uh, yeah 
the the answer to that is yes. Yeah. So uh, everyone be happy and healthy out there while you can. Take some vitamins. Yeah. Uh, rub some lotion on your skin. <laughs> or or also get the hose again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. And uh, to all you younger people out there, you know, start your regiments early. Because Let me it's tell you. Help you. <laughs> oh, here you go. I'm going to tell young people right now. I'm going to tell you this. Get on Kiel's skincare. I'm not even fucking with you. I'm talking about you don't even you don't really know me in real life you don't understand how hard i have partied andrew does because he's been there for it my skin looks does it andrew does my skin look okay yeah it looks pretty fucking good i'm just gonna put that out there i don't know what they put in that shit if it's like a dead baby they ground it up like the witch or some shit i'm gonna tell you what keel's gonna keep you looking fresh start that retinol treatment do it i mean seriously we're just talking about appearance i know well i mean no i said take your vitamins so yeah sure yeah 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 but like i don't know eat a vegetable every once in a while go walk around if you can or something yeah i think i'm gonna get a walking treadmill (sighs) for at my desk i would love that but listen to us beyond that uh showing (laughs) your age now give me a recliner honey all right well i think that will do it for our horror in real life section we will take our first break of the episode and be right back with what you've been watching bitch let's all go to the lobby Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. And we're in with a segment that we like to call What You Been Watching, Bitch. What You Been Watching, You Birthday Bitch. Now listen to me. This is what it's all about. Andrew and I are going to tell you what we've been watching. TV, movies. Bad. Good. (laughs) Pornography. Stage. You name it. The good, the bad, the ugly. We're going to tell you about it. And Andrew's going to tell you his first one right now. So, okay, I wasn't going to bring this one up, but because of our, like, our vitriol against Hocus Pocus 2 last episode. So awful. I did want to give an alternate watch for a kind of, like, family-friendly Halloween uh, movie. All right. Um, This is on Netflix. It's called The Curse of Bridge Hollow. Um, It stars Marlon Wayans and Kelly Rowland. Uh, Okay, I'm glad you brought this up because I did see it on there. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I skipped it because I was like, this might be a little too kiddie for me. I mean, it definitely has its moments, but there are like stakes and stuff in this movie, which I I did like. Um, The main girl is the little sister in Stranger Things. Okay, sure. Um, The whole movie is about them moving from the big city to like this new, this little town and the town. Bridge Hollow. Yeah. And the town is kind of obsessed with Halloween. Like everyone puts out like a ton of decorations and everyone competes for like who has the best yard and like all this stuff and then they move into this big old house and um i don't want to give too much away but basically what happens is she finds something and it makes all of the halloween decorations come to life oh no so like all the fake zombies are now real zombies oh, and like all the fake witches are now real witches and it's got That's kind of fun it, it is it, it's a really fun movie like okay. I, lo- I love seeing marlon wayans back in the game we haven't seen him in a while just because like it's not scary movie yeah um kelly Roland was surprisingly good. Um, and the little girl, of course, Stranger Things, you can't really go wrong. And I just think that this is like this is this matched the Halloween family energy better for me than Hocus Pocus 2. So that's why I kind of wanted to bring it up for anyone that was disappointed. I'll in Hocus watch Pocus it. 2. Um, it's I a fun little it. it's a fun little family movie. And it's good entry horror, too, for some of your younger kids. That's so, perfect. Yeah. Uh, my first one for you is uh, one that I watched on the airplane on my last Chicago trip um, called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um, if you have not seen um, Bodies, 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 um, <laughs> I'm going to say it forever from A24, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um, 
Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It's probably for me the most surprising film of the year. Oh, interesting. If I'm being honest. Look, I don't like that Pete Davidson character. I don't care. <laughs> he is not a, a people who are like, I'm gonna, I just, he's the best looking for. I'm like, I don't understand you. I don't get it. But you know, good for you and all, whatever. He's getting and, his. So and whatever. also, like, I just, I just don't like him. I, I've watched him on SNL, and I just don't like him. Gotta tell you, I liked him in this. Well, he's playing himself essentially. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, is he? I, I don't know. I, I all I know is this. That movie had some good shit to say, and it yeah. did it. It did it subversively, and it was uh, the the stylization of it worked so well. The ending honestly did surprise me. Yeah, which I that how often does that really happen to you yeah, anymore? True. You know? Um, I, re- I I watched this movie too. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I it really stood out to me was a lot of the lighting work that they did. Oh, one hundred percent. It was really cool, like how they um had alternatives to light and how they kind of um shot people because there's like a blackout during the movie. Yeah. And they have to like the flashlights and they, it was amazing. The one girl's like wearing glow sticks and, and I just it, thought that that was really cool. And it was a really compelling story. Yeah. So like I was different. Like I, if you have avoided it, cause I honestly did avoid it. I avoided it. Cause I was like, I'm not going to watch a movie with Pete Davidson. I don't care who produced it. I'm not fucking doing this. I finally watched it on a fucking airplane. And I was like, Oh, I'm so glad I watched this. And all the podcast jokes are really funny. They, oh my God. <laughs> the podcast jokes are so good. Um, and also they're so true. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't listen to any, I don't hate listen to any podcast. But that's, <laughs> um, but okay. My next one, um, is the, the triumphant return of the mole. Oh, wow. Um, uh, this is on Netflix as well. You can tell that I've been like in a Netflix hole for a little bit, but, um, they they brought it back i had no idea this was even in production oh. um this uh was back in the day like when survivor and big brother were big uh they had this one little show that only went on for a couple no. seasons and it was hosted by anderson cooper if you remember correctly <laughs> oh and then later hosted by ahmad rashad of all people ahmad rashad <laughs> um, and i absolutely loved this show back in the day i literally have the first season right over here on my like movie like uh shelf uh, that's how much i loved this show um and they brought it back for netflix and i gotta say just as entertaining oh. um and what i love to do with the mole is um and i played this game and i'm not going to give away who the mole is i'm not going to give away anything um but i like to play this little game and thankfully michael played with me this time around um where as soon as all of the characters are introduced so all of the players are introduced yeah. we pause it we say just based on what you what you've seen, like first appearances, who do you think the mole is? Oh wow. And um the person I'm gonna make sure that I say this very the right way so I don't give anything away, but the person that I picked made it to the end. So they were the mole? Not necessarily. So at the end, there's three people. One's the mole, one's the winner, and one's the loser. Oh, I see. Um, but I was just like, I thought I had it, and then I, I I'm not going to give anything away, but it was oh like, I was so excited that I had made that prediction, but it was, it was fun. It was, it's such a fun show to watch. If you've never watched the mole, basically one person is trying to sabotage all of the other people yeah. and they got to try to figure out who it is. Oh, wow. Um, and they take a little quiz at the end of every episode and whoever gets the most wrong goes home. Mole, 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 yeah. mole. 
So yeah, if you uh, never got around to seeing the mole, I would actually suggest going back and watching that first season because that mm-hmm. first season is really good. And it's funny to see Anderson Cooper holding like oh hosting a, uh, a a reality show of all things. I've I've but, never watched it. Maybe I'll go in and watch it. You should watch it. It's so fun. Okay. Um. And uh. So that that's the mole. It's on Netflix. Go check it out. The mole. Uh, the next movie I also watched in the air on an airplane. Uh, it is Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Now, were you a fan of Marcel the Shell before this, or was I this your knew, introduction? I knew, I knew nothing about Marcel the Shell. Okay, so Mar- Marcel, Marcel, Marcel the Shell was kind of like a YouTube short um, for a really long time. Well, now that makes sense. Yeah. The movie then too, doesn't it? Uh, but I'm excited to see this. I'm excited to hear what you thought about it. Oh, uh, it's I, it's marvelous. Um, it's a uh, it's a it's a great movie. It's it's a really cool style. You know, look, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies was so surprising. This is probably the most inventive movie I've seen in a very long time. Um, it, it's heartwarming. It's it's delightful. Um, it tells a, a really good story. Oh, good. And um, it really warms your heart. I, I cried. I laughed. Like, it was a little bit of everything. And, um, I mean, Isabella Rossellini is, is oh. a fucking voice in this movie and as soon as you hear the voice you're like that's it's about the Rossellini it's incredible <laughs> death becomes um, yeah I mean like look I I just loved it it's it's probably the feel-good movie of, of the fucking year cool and it's definitely something just fucking weird it doesn't it makes no sense and it doesn't need to yeah at all so well, I I loved it I thought it was, that's thought always, it was wonderful that's always been the whimsy of that kind of like Without a doubt. it's stuff, it's but. so fantastic cool I'm glad to see I'm, I think it's coming out on streaming soon oh good so I'll be able to watch it good um, my third one, um, funny enough, it just came on Paramount Plus this week, of course, after I went to the theater to see it. Um, but I was excited because our theater in Evanston, Illinois, is back open. Um, it closed. Oh, in, good. It closed in the pandemic. And it was a really big bummer for me and Michael because that was kind of our um, getaway theater of choice because like Evanston let's face it it's a university town it's cute um it's a cute little it's place, a cute place and it's not busy so like yeah. that theater was always like i don't know the theater and they had a chilies in the first floor you must believe we did go to that chilies fuck yes oh my god <laughs> um, no uh it's just fun to see that theater back open um amc bought it so they're in the middle of doing some renovations to it but i went to that theater and saw a smile finally um smile uh let's let's break it down it's about this woman who has a tragic past and uh, she becomes a therapist and then one day a woman comes into her um she works in like a outpatient like psychiatric emergency room type situation yeah and a woman comes in saying that she's been seeing things and that nobody believes her and then she commits suicide in front of oh uh in front of, in front of jesus her. christ and then she starts seeing things oh my god and so like just go from there but um this movie was it reminded the way that they shot it and the way that it was filmed it reminded me a lot of it follows i was just gonna say it already kind of sounds like it follows. yeah um but i <sighs> I mean, we can go back to. I can't. I can't wait to see this. My episode on it follows. What's not? I'm not in like the camp that like loves it. It's yeah, a, I, I like it. I just don't love it. Um, this I really loved. Okay, I, I really loved it. Interesting. Um, they don't go too far into like I don't know. They, they don't over explain things. It's just yeah. like scary. And if you've seen the one scare in the trailer. Actually, don't watch the trailer. Just watch I, the movie. I, I haven't watched the trailer. Because they did spoil one really good scare in the trailer. And it is the scariest part of the whole movie. Oh, so. God, I can't wait to watch it and actually be scared by something. It was. I was I was genuinely creeped out. Good. Um, so that is uh, Smile. I believe it is now on Paramount Plus if you have that okay. streaming service. So, and maybe, um, maybe Rental or somewhere too. But yeah. 
Um, my next one is The Banshees of Inish Aaron. I saw this at the Lighthouse Cinema. Uh, one of the funny things is that when I went to go see Halloween Ends, uh, you might recall that it was also the the, the world premiere of Banshees of Inish Aaron that mm. night at the same theater in Dublin. Um, so I got I saw the party where all these people were. Cool. Um, but so the Banshees of Inish Aaron, I saw this with my sister while she was in town in Dublin. She really wanted to see it in Ireland, and I'm glad that we did because it was a lot of fun. Um, but it's a lot of fun. It's, that's not what the movie is. I shouldn't say I'm like it was, aren't it was, banshees. Don't they like it was you? <laughs> it was fun to see the movie in Dublin with my sister. That's what I meant to say. Anyways, the Banshees of Inisherin is a fantastic movie. Martin McDonough um, wrote and directed it, uh, who also did the three billboards outside of Abbey, Missouri. Ooh, which you are a, not a big fan of. Not a fan of at all. I actually really don't like that movie. I don't like the script. I don't like the acting. I don't like a lot of it. This one was definitely one where I was like, oh, that this changes everything. This It's so good. Um, Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell are two friends in Inish Aaron. Um, Inish means island, basically, right? So this is like Aaron Island. And um, there's a where lot of the Aaron's live. Right, exactly. <laughs> there's, there's lots of Inishes on, on the on the west coast of Ireland. And um, Inish Aaron uh, is just one of those. It's a small little tiny island with with not a lot of people. And um, this is in the in the 20s. So it's right when the Irish Civil War is happening. The Irish Civil War is something that not a lot of people know about. And we don't get taught it over here, obviously, in history. And to be fair, even Irish folks will tell you even they don't know a lot about it because it's a shameful part of Irish history. Got it. Where, you know, what, what basically happened was Ireland was declared a free state after a lot of fighting with England. The free state meant, though, that they were still part of the British Empire. So after the Anglo-Irish Treaty was signed, um, the guys that went back that signed the treaty, the the other Irish guys were like, what the fuck? Like, we're not actually free. This isn't cool. And so these two factions, the people who were like, well, we're kind of free, so let's just roll with it. And the other people who were like, we're not free until we're really free. They fought. And they really fought each other awful. Like, all these, all these people died that just did not have to die. It's a real shame. Um, but this movie sort of tries to be an analogy for the Civil War. And so Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell, they're two best friends on this little tiny island. They see each other every single day. They go to the pub every single day. And one day, Colin Farrell, he goes to pick up Brendan Gleeson at his house, which he always does. And the guy's not there for the first time. And then he goes to the pub and then there's Brendan Gleeson on a stool and he goes in and he says, Hey, was looking for you. And he says, sit somewhere else. And that just starts the whole movie off. Hmm. And it's, uh, that, that is not a spoiler. I promise. That's like the first five minutes of the movie. Um, what happens is just sort of like insane and terribly sad and a really wonderful tale. Like you should see it. All the acting is so good. Barry Keoghan, um, who's a, a, a killing of a sacred deer. He's mm-hmm. in Marvel movies now. He's 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 really good, I think. This is his best by far. Colin Farrell, his best by far. Brendan Gleeson, his best. If this doesn't win a shitload of Oscars, I'd be really surprised. Huh. It's fantastic. Well, I, I will say I haven't heard anything about it, so that would be the only thing that maybe would heart, like, hold it back from... I think you're going to start to hear a lot more about it really soon. Sure. I would imagine. All right. Well, our last one is one that we share. Oh, I'm just noticing um, that now. And it's also one that we want to be really careful not to spoil because like, this movie is best enjoyed 
without seeing anything. Yeah, let's just not say too much about it if yeah. we're being honest. Well, uh, so it's, it's kind of impossible. Well, I'll tell you. So it's Barbarian. Um, if you haven't seen it already. It's about um, Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> um, it is on HBO Max now, so readily available for people to watch. Um, the only thing that I'll say is what they say in the, their little blurb is that uh, basically a woman rents a uh, Airbnb. And when she gets there, there's another guy that has also rented it. And it kind of just goes from there. That's it. Um, and I, for one, um, went to this not knowing anything, uh, didn't watch a trailer. I just knew the people that were in it and i was like okay yeah i like those actors so i'll watch this movie yeah and i gotta tell you this was like one of the biggest surprises of of a Uh, movie i've seen in a long time (laughs) uh i mean same i i i rented it the other night because i was like i just i finally need to watch this well it's everyone's talking about it right right right. and and we we didn't have it streaming yet so i just i just rented it i was like let's just fucking do it and uh yeah i watched it another two times Oh wow! During the rental yeah. period, so I I watched it three times in forty eight hours, basically, because <laughs> um, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. Yeah, um, a lot happens, and it's 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 really well done. Yeah, it's. A great, I don't know what else to say. Like, it's it's a, really well done. If we ever do a Detroit episode, I'm sure we could. Uh, yeah. work that in. Also, so. and what what's which Skarsgård is that? Bill. Bill. God, Bill Skarsgård is just so cute. He's got the big weird eyes. <laughs> I don't share your. <laughs> he does. He's got he's got big weird eyes, and it's just I don't know. I think he's sexy. Yeah. Well, uh, I think I liked I liked a young Justin Long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not to mention Jeepers Creepers, but like Jeepers Creepers, Justin Long. Yeah, Jeep, oh, Jeepers Creepers. A movie we will never review on this show. Talk Sorry, everybody. Emphasis on the creep part of <laughs> yeah. that. That's for sure. All right. Well, Maddie brought us bodies, bodies, bodies. Marcel the Shell with shoes on. That's kind of hard to say. I know. Marcel the Shell with shoes on. The Banshees of Inisherin. You got it. And barbarian and andrew brought us the curse of bridge hollow on netflix the mole also on netflix and smile which just look for it you'll find it and of course barbarian again so that is what you've been watching bitch a wonderful segment every episode take a little break and we'll be right back folks with our first feature of the episode which is happy birthday to me someone's having a party for the top 10 the senior class snobs. Before they get to celebrate, six of them will die in the most bizarre ways you'll ever see. Virginia, don't go away. Come over here, Virginia. It is up to you to determine whether you wish to subject yourself to fear, terror, shock because of the bizarre nature of this birthday party pray you are not invited Welcome back. It's now time for horror in the movies. And to satisfy all those birthday wishes, we're first going to talk about happy birthday to me. Maddie, tell us all about it. It'll be a killer party. Virginia is proud that she belongs to a clique, the best students at a private school. But before her 18th birthday, a gruesome set of murders take place, and her friends are the ones who are falling prey. 
Could it be her? She suffers from blackouts due to a freak accident one year earlier. We soon learn the truth behind her accident and what's really going on. Happy Birthday to Me is directed by J. Lee Thompson. It was written as a screenplay by John C.W. Saxton uh, and uh, and also Peter Jobin, I should say. And also, <laughs> I really put that in there in a weird way. Sorry, folks. Listen, it was written by John Saxton, <laughs> Peter Jobin, and Timothy Bond. Uh, it was produced by Canadian Film Development Corporation, and it was uh, distributed by Columbia Pictures. Virginia was played by... Pardon me, uh, played by Melissa Sue Anderson. A little house Dr. on the prairie. <laughs> right? Dr. Faraday, played by Glenn Ford. Hal, played by Lawrence Dane. Estelle, played by Sharon Acker. Mrs. Patterson, played by Frances Highland. Anne, by Tracy Bergman. Alfred, by Jack Blum. Steve, by Matt Craven. And Maggie, by Lenore Zan. It is rated R. It was 111 minutes long. Made in, uh, made in Canada, pardon me, in Montreal for the most part. Uh, released May 15th, 1981, had a budget of three and a half million, but I could not find any gross information on it. So that's that. So Andrew, um, it was definitely my first watch on this movie. What about you? Yeah, this is my first watch too. Um, I just knew this from the title and I was like, well, we're doing birthdays. It has birthday in the title. So it's got to have something to do with birthday, right? I guess it works. <laughs> um, and th- you know, thankfully it was. Uh, this was a wild ride. Um, yeah. This movie is. If you've never seen it, um, go give it a watch. It's really readily available. You can kind of watch it anywhere. Um, and it, so the biggest plot is, so basically there's a, the Crawford Academy is where they all go to school and they have a little click called the top 10, which is just like hilarious to me because back in my college days, um, this group of gays called themselves the, the elite A's. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, and then they, they ranked all the other gays. I was a C gay. Uh, wait, wait, so, yeah. wait! You're telling the truth right now. I'm telling the truth. Yeah, they ranked all the known gays. Were they actually A's? No, they just thought they were. I was gonna say bitches ain't shit. Um, I did think of so this this movie basically follows the elite or I'm sorry the top ten and um, somebody in their in their friend group is going around uh, killing the top ten. We don't know why until much later in the movie. Um, and then at the last minute we get this crazy twist that we'll talk about in a little bit here. Um, but Maddie, what did you think? What were your initial thoughts on Happy Birthday to me? <laughs> Oh man. Okay. So listen, um, I, I, I won't lie. The way that I had to watch this movie was in a week that was extremely busy, mm-hmm. right? Like I've just got, I have so much going on with work right now. You know, we were on kind of like a mini hiatus for the first part of the month. I, my traveling is kind of crazy right now. So all that to say, like my brain is just kind of like a little bit scattered. Um, and like, you know, usually when I watch movies like that's kind of okay i can still get it and whatever and like, yeah you know hang out and you know I'll, i'm fine I've, I've watched my share of, of films before um but this one there's a whole lot going on yeah there's and a lot of like <laughs> and like i i didn't have time to watch it again so like i know there's a lot of detail that like fuck like jesus how I, I, i'm like already scrambling to try to remember this and that so I would say this, if you haven't seen Happy Birthday to Me, I, I would definitely recommend like give yourself a space of time to actually like watch it in like be with the film. 
Um, and like maybe at a time when you're a little bit calmer. Yeah, 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 makes sense. <laughs> if you know what I'm trying to say. But look, I mean, all in all, like, I mean, it's it's certainly not a bad movie. I mean, I I enjoyed it. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a slasher that is, uh, it's, it's foundational for a lot of other films moving forward. I do think it's long. Yeah. I mean, it's long, especially for 1981. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a hunt. It may as well be two hours long. Yeah. 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 That's long for this. And it definitely, (laughs) I mean, for sure. But even then it doesn't need to linger on so long. Yeah. So I, I think that's definitely one of the things that it, that, that, that it suffers from. And I think it, 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 you know, look, there's 10 people to kill. It goes through a lot. You have to go through a lot to get to where, to go to where we're going with with this. And then uh, halfway three of the top 10 just kind of disappear. Yeah. Like they're not in the end of the movie. Uh, Also, did you know that Jay Lee Thompson directed Cape Fear? I think I did know that. For I some totally reason, forgot about that. But like the old Cape Fear, like hmm. black and white Cape Fear. Interesting. Um, so for me on this one, you know, it was a first time watch. Uh, what I will say is they cast uh, many of the people that they cast look alike. Like there's, two, I would agree with that. Like there's two guys that are kind of like blonde, and there's two guys that kind of have like um, curly brown hair, and then like um, Anne and our main girl Virginia kind of look very Ginny. similar. And the two blondes that are kind of like on the periphery that are like kind of the, um, I guess, love interests, they kind of just are are there. Um, They kind of look alike. So it was a little bit hard for me to understand the dynamics of the friend group. Sure. Um, and they do a lot in this movie. I mean, they start with the bridge jump. Yeah. Um, they go to a dirt bike race. They go to a dance. <laughs> they go like, there's a lot going on in this movie. Um, that's what I mean. There's yeah, just, yeah. there's just so much happening. I know. And it's like, it's, it's, it's big scene after big scene after big scene after big scene. Yeah. And that's a lot. That's a lot to keep up with. Yeah. I, but I will say that does make it clip along a little better than some, fair some of the other maybe 111 minute movies that we've had to watch yeah, in the past. Sure. So, or longer. Yeah. But um, I, it's just some highlights for me. Um, I thought that all the stunts were really good in this movie. Like when they do the bridge jump, they actually do fucking destroy <laughs> that Thunderbird, which is just well, insane. Thing, and it lands like nose down. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? And they all celebrate. They're like, he made it. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Your car's <laughs> Jack forever. Um, I do like that the bar that they go to that looks like a bar that we would go to. Oh, totally. Um, I thought it was funny that they had shiners there, or like there were. I guess those are shiners, right? Yeah. That wear those hats. Um, yeah. And that they were sit. Well, this will. This is a reoccurring theme in our episode today. Is that uh, hundred bottles of beer on the wall is in both movies today? And like how that happened, I know it's so strange. Is so. I mean, I, I don't. Maybe when they made. Uh, Happy Death Day, like maybe it was a nod to this in some I don't way? think so. I think it's coincidence. But I, that has to be a coincidence. Yeah. Um, I do think that all of the older men that kind of surround Virginia. Creepy so, as fuck. Yeah. So her dad, um, they definitely have like a weird dynamic. I don't know if you noticed, but they kiss on the lips, which, listen, how some people you, do that. But yeah, like, how can you not notice it? She walks in and kisses her dad on the lips. And this this girl's like 17, 18 years like, old. So that's and, a and little the, weird. Well, and the dad doesn't seem to not like it. Well, no, he like. He, the way that he talks to her and the way that he's like, I love you, Ginny. And I'm just like, this is weird. Yeah, like, something's not, going on here. That's not father. That's daddy. Yeah. Um, I actually did write in my notes, daddy, daughter, kiss on the lips. Oh, God, and then, gross. oh, and he pinches her ass. He pinches her butt. 
Um, it's so strange. I mean, um, so you, you, that's just not what happens. No. Uh, and also her, uh, I guess doctor therapist guy, he's really creepy to her where she's like, I won't let you forget. I'll never let you forget. Like it's so he just all the older men. No. And Etienne, Etienne, who literally sneaks into her bedroom in the middle of the night and steals her underwear for good luck at the motorcycle race. That's pretty fucked up. Is gross. Like what is going on that's, with these that's, guys? That's very, very fucked up. Um, I do want to talk about one scene that I was severely, severely confused about. Um, there's a scene where they, the, our, our main girl, Virginia goes on a date I, with one of the curly hair, brown hair guys. They all look the same to me in this movie, but um, they go to like the bell tower on a date and then he like pulls out a knife. So you think maybe he's the killer. And then there's like blood that spills on the ground and then it just goes to the next scene. Oh, and you're like, so wait, weird. what just happened? And they never really explain it. That it, it, It's explained later that he was pulling a practical joke on her. But I was like, what? Yeah. It was very, it was, I don't know if it was the direction well, or what. You but. know, it, the, 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 the poster for the film says, I'll show it to you. It says, six of the most bizarre murders you will ever see. And it has a picture of John eating a shish kebab and on the top of it it says john will never eat shish kebab again um <laughs> it's, it's a little giving it something away yeah you know? but you know that's how posters were back then um i i think like that's what this movie's main goal was crazy was kills. was to produce as it says here six of the most bizarre murders you will ever see which for the time in 1981 these are pretty inventive sure. um they've been mimicked i think um especially the dirt bike one where he's kind of wearing the school scarf at <laughs> like at first i thought the scarf was like a giveaway for the murderer until yeah. i saw them all wearing the scarf exactly. and i was like, like oh, oh never mind <laughs> um but nice uh, work sherlock he's working on his dirt bike and uh, i think this is etienne and um he gets to the scarf in the spokes and it kind of like shreds them apart. Yeah. Um, this would be mimicked later in pet cemetery Two. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, that Good happens call. to the bully. We'll have to cover that someday. We've done pet cemetery, but yeah. pet cemetery Two, uh, better than you remember. I think, um, um uh, Edward Furlong. Yeah. 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 Um, I'll tell you what to Bernadette. One of the first kills. She's the one that gets, or no, she is the first. She's, kill. she gets attacked in the car, right? Yeah. Um, when, when the killer is chasing Bernadette, were you also like, girl, can you get out of there better? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. she's like going around a van and like going around another van. And I'm like, just, why don't you just run the fuck out? This is, um, and you know, oh gosh, another, another kind of repeat, but like parking lot and parking um, structure. Oh, yeah. That always is like, I would not want to be in that situation no, because there's nowhere to go. <laughs> like. It's, she does seem to be kind of boxing herself in more than usual. I did think it was uh, weird that uh, so Alfred, who's kind of like our like nerdy but maybe cute if you take off your glasses guy. Oh no, um, I thought he was cute. Uh, he carries a pet rat around, and nobody <laughs> thinks to seem like this is like not normal behavior. Uh, they actually even put the rat in um, one of the Shiner's beer as like a practical <laughs> joke. Um, it, it's it's a bit strange, but like you do start to like kind of like these kids like yeah. towards the beginning like you can kind of see like the dynamic of them being at the bar you can definitely tell this is a canadian movie because they're at the bar and they're only yeah. like 18 um i picked up on that right away i'm like this looks canadian to me um i thought all of the kills were pretty inventive i'll say the one kill uh maybe that this movie is the most famous for with the uh, weightlifting death is totally uh <laughs> avoidable when that, when that thing fucking drops 
holy shit it's totally avoidable because he could literally just throw it or like lean over like push the thing over i mean imagine someone holding a plate over your nuts yeah like oh jesus i'm just saying he could have gotten rid of that dark without a doubt without a doubt um i do this is funny because this starts to become a trope in some of our later movies um where the they see the killer and they're like oh it's you like you would never be you would never say that to somebody <laughs> oh oh it's there you, you are yeah. <laughs> um uh i did like the little side plot of I her don't know. i actually might say that to somebody if i found out that they were the killer it's really? you no i would probably go like it's you like More okay, like, like let's say like you're running on the treadmill and somebody comes into the into the the hotel gym, <laughs> you're just gonna be like, oh, it's you. No, you're gonna be like, hey, buddy, or hey, yeah, Matt. Oh, like, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but anyway, um, I do like this little side plot that we start to know more and more about Virginia and that she was in an awful accident and now has like so- brain damage, I guess. Basically. Um, and I read in the, uh, in the trivia that when they do that brain surgery scene, which is actually really well done because they actually hired a real neurosurgeon to do that stunt, which I thought was really interesting. I wonder how much they had to pay that person. I don't know. It's 1981. So probably like $5. <laughs> um, and they're doing like this whole side plot of how she's trying to rebuild um, brain tissue, which you'd I you'd be proud of me now, mother, which I don't think all is the, the kids thing. like me. Yeah. Um, and then by the end of the movie, you come to understand that, Oh gosh, let me try to sum it up because this gets really convoluted. So on one of her birth, on one of Virginia's birthdays, she invited all of the top 10 apart from three of them um, to her birthday party. But the same day, Anne, who's one of the top 10, um, was also having a party. So they all no showed to um, Virginia's party. This drives her mother to madness because we come to find out that Virginia's mother is Anne's dad's mistress. See, and now you're starting to see where the convoluted yeah. part comes in. Um, and um, she's really pissed off. And but that's how that's how um Virginia's mom got made money because she got paid off to yeah. keep this all a secret. And it's kind of hard to understand if Anne is the illegitimate child or if uh Virginia is the illegitimate child. You don't really get a true answer to that if unless I'm not seeing I think we probably have to assume that Ginny is. That's what I thought too, but uh, it's it it just gets really confusing. I mean just just like given her like her like station in the movie, yeah. I think probably have to assume that this so her. this drives um virginia's mother to madness i think the actress that plays virginia mother's virginia's mother does a great job of yeah. selling that mania and um she, dr- she drinks herself silly and drives the car um on the bridge the bridge is opening um as they do and their car falls in between it's whatever it's everything everybody's nightmare it's like getting stuck on the tra- on the train tracks and getting stuck on the bridge when it's like opening yeah um and their car falls in uh her mother drowns and virginia ends up escaping but with brain damage uh, obviously from like taking oh, no. in water or whatever um stunt was re- so all the stunts are really cool the car falling in the water is all real they did it for real which for 1981 is kind of crazy especially given that the budget was only 3.5 million i wonder how much of that was car damage <laughs> because, it's so weird um i i do think the kills are pretty inventive you know we get the the poker to the or not the poker the shish kebab to the back of the throat john will never eat a shish kebab again yeah um there is one really another odd moment 
where so it's we're towards the end of the movie um Ginny is now going crazy because she doesn't know if maybe she's blacking out and committing the murders yeah. or like what's going on because she keeps like waking up and not remembering what happened so you're kind of led to believe as a as like a and you even see her kill the shish kebab guy. Like you see her do it. So you're like, okay, she's the killer. And um, she finally gathers all of the people that she's killed around the old birthday table at their cottage, which I did think it was weird that their cottage is on the same property as their house. Um, because why would you have a cottage if you can't like go to it? I mean, like, fair enough. <laughs> away from What's your the point? House? Yeah. Um, and she even digs up her dead mother and puts her at the table with with all the birthday goers. And you get a flashback of like who was supposed to be at the party. And, uh, you know, aha, it's all the people that are killed. Um, and then you get a moment where her dad finally shows finally shows up to her birthday because he has a past of kind of not showing up when it counts. And um, there's a moment where he's trying to find her. And he's running through the graveyard because, surprise, surprise, they also have a graveyard on the property. Which is um, pretty ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> um, where the mother is buried. But there's one of the girls, the short-haired blonde girl. Sorry, I do not know all these people's names. There were 10 of them. There's um, so many people. Um, she's just standing there with a birthday I mean, present. Like, if, if, if I'm, if, to be honest, you are doing such a great job <laughs> of like summarizing everything right now. I'm, I'm grateful for it. <laughs> but um, she's just kind of standing in the graveyard. And then she kind of just looks off into the distance. And I was like, was something missing here? Because nothing happens to that girl. She's only in that scene and then she's not in the rest of the movie. So it leads me to believe that there's got to be a deleted scene or something that explains why she's in the graveyard looking at Virginia's mother's grave. But yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, but then we get the scene in the cottage where everyone's gathered around. It's kind of like that. Um, what would you call that? Like dinner from hell or like uh, like. You know what I mean? Like it's that yeah. scene where all the dead bodies are around the table. We've seen yeah, it many yeah. times. Sure. It's very reminiscent of like um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like any they, of those kind of movies. They pose the dead bodies yeah. around a dinner yeah. table. Um, so then we get where Virginia comes in carrying a cake, singing happy birthday to me, which I thought was really funny when she's just <laughs> like, happy birthday to me. Um, and we're like, okay, she's the killer. And then she kills the, uh, the dad, um, slits his throat and he's, he's dead now too. Uh, cause he didn't come to her birthday either. Sorry, dude. Um, but then surprise, surprise, the girl that's face down at the table is revealed to be <gasps> Virginia. Oh my God. So you're like, Okay, so this is where my brain starts to go crazy because yeah. I'm like, okay, twin question mark? Like, what's going on here? Um, and then we remember way back in earlier in the film when they are investigating Alfred's uh, humble abode, he has a, a head of one of the top 10, Bernadette, who they think is a real head, but it's actually, he does like SFX makeup. Uh-huh. And... And in the struggle between Virginia and Virginia, the mask is ripped off to reveal that Anne is actually the killer. It's not you. It's you. And I <laughs> and I guess she wants revenge because um, Virginia's mother screwed up their family. Yeah. Um, this is where it comes into question like, well, was Anne the illegitimate child? And that's why she's mad. I mean, maybe or, she's just pissed. Or is, she, or is it that she just pissed? Um, it's kind of 
uh, a little fantastical because like there's no way that that mask in 1981 would look that real yeah i mean it, it kind of comes out of nowhere yeah um i did i did we, we watched a little bit of um uh the kill count for this just to kind of refresh yeah. on the movie and he did say in that that there was another ending that they had planned oh i see i wonder um, what happened with that one but uh, that they went with this one because they thought it was a little more um, twisty and stuff. Uh, but it's definitely that. And then um, they have a struggle and Virginia takes Anne down. But then right as she's holding the bloody knife that she used to stab Anne, a police officer walks in a la <laughs> uh, what's that home invasion? What movie? have you done? <laughs> And uh, it looks like she's going to be framed for all of the murders because I don't know how you really explain your way out of that unless you can get like the latex mask and be like, dear God, what have you done? Um, So, yeah, that's that's happy birthday to me. I will say I really liked the original song during the um, the 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 credits. It's actually um, it's called Happy Birthday to Me. It was written (laughs) for the movie um, by a uh, actually a really well-known Motown records artist named Sarita. Huh? Um, it was actually she actually co-wrote Sign Seal Delivered oh, with no way. Stevie Wonder. That's the, I did not know that. So you can pull this up on Spotify and listen to it. That's it's, cool. It's a fun song. It's it's definitely cool. I, I, that's one thing I will say about like the music and stuff in this movie. It's definitely creepy. It's definitely yeah. on, like ominous, especially on the opening credits. The music that they chose to use there it really sets up like a good hmm. establishing universe. Well, that's really really neat. Yeah. Um. I I really liked this movie. I I realized that it's kind of like a run of the mill slasher but i think because of all of the characters and kind of like the dynamic and like you said so many things going on so many things it does stand out to me just a little bit more than maybe some of the other predecessors um i i think it's funny um matt craven plays mm-hmm. steve and, mm-hmm. and when you click on matt craven on imdb it makes a it makes it a, a point to say no relation to Wes Craven. It's <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, a couple of things about the film too. Um, some cast members who were stuck in their gore makeup for hours would sometimes decide to walk around the neighborhood where they were filming. Oh, that's fun, scaring the what's out of people. <laughs> um, also, most ads and posters for the film carried a photo of a young man. I talked about this earlier about to be orally impaled with a skewer of meat and vegetables with the slogan, John will never eat shish kebab again. (laughs) However, there is no character in the movie with the name John. Oh, no. This is the only slasher film that Jay Lee Thompson directed, though he did direct a number of 18 and over certificate rated pictures. What does that mean? I think it's I think that's a Canadian thing. Oh, OK. Uh, Thompson directed two other horror films, Eye of the Devil and The Reincarnation of Peter Proud, neither of which I've seen. Hmm. In fact, I've never even heard of either of them yeah and i i did mention earlier in in your kind of uh uh cast summary but the main girl here she may look familiar to you if you are a huge fan of little house oh yeah yeah. sure sure um this was kind of her attempt to like break role because she had been on little house on the prairie for so long that she wanted to have like a different career which is just interesting good for her (laughs) i don't know i don't know if it worked but well andrew why don't you wrap up uh, your thoughts on the film yeah so here at friday the 13th horror podcast we grade on a seven stripe scale for the seven stripes of the gay old rainbow um so 3.5 is middle of the road and you can can do the math from there (laughs) um i i actually gave happy birthday to me a five i i enjoyed it this will definitely be one that like if there was a blu-ray of it i would probably pick it up i don't, I don't know it's it, it it 
it did something for me, even though it was kind of like all over the place. That's awesome. um, but I said um, a solid entry in the slew of slashers of the time that doesn't get a lot of uh, attention. Uh, although the group dynamics were a little unclear, it had me guessing and cringing all the time. Uh, that's awesome. I, I gave it a four, which isn't bad. And I just said, you know, look, it's confusing and it's long. I respect it, but sheesh. Yeah, yeah. I understand your frustration. It's, pro- it's probably my one-time watch, and I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of know, like, our lanes when it comes to, like, what we really like as, like, horror movies. So that yeah. makes sense, like, given you. But you know what, though? I always enjoy being surprised. Yeah, true. I really true, do. True. And I think we've both really found that in different uh different ways yeah all right well that will wrap it up for happy birthday to me we will take our next break and we'll be right back with happy death day oh hey you're up am i in a dorm room yeah i folded your pants for you great dude did you hit that oh what Stop global warming. You sneaky little biatch. Maybe you should switch to water next time. Super helpful. Don't be late. Two party tonight. Okay. Bye. Bye. Tree. Happy birthday. You scared me. Yeah. Look, I know this isn't going to make any sense. Stop global warming. I feel like I'm losing my mind. You sneaky little biash. Happy birthday. I've already lived through this day. Somebody's going to kill me tonight. So you can hear now. Is everything okay? Shut up! Assuming that I believe any of this is even possible. Sprinklers, car alarm. The way I see it, you have unlimited amount of lives. Unlimited opportunities to solve your own murder. So I'm supposed to keep dying until I figure out who my killer is? You want to live to see tomorrow, right? Whoever's killing you knows it's your birthday. Pretty much the entire school knows it. These are signs of major trauma. You should be dead. You relive the same day over and over again. Kind of start to see who you really are. Happy Death Day. Andrew's going to tell us about Happy Death Day. Andrew, go ahead. Get up, live your day, get killed again. Caught in a bizarre and terrifying time warp, college student Tree finds herself repeatedly reliving the day of her murder ultimately realizing that she must identify the killer and the reason for her death before her chances of survival run out. Director and written by Christopher Landon, production company was Universal Pictures, also distributed by Universal Pictures. Tree is played by Jessica Roth. Carter is played by Israel Brozard. Uh, Lori is played by Ruby Modine. Gregory is played by Charles Altkin. Oh, that's right, right? Altkin, yeah. 
Uh, Stephanie is played by Laura Clifton. David is played by Jason Bale. John is played by Rob Mello. Danielle is played by Rachel Matthews. Keith is played by Ramsey Anderson. And Ryan is played by Fee Vu. Uh, this is PG-13, surprisingly enough. Um, 96 minutes, the perfect length for but a movie like this. it is kind of wholesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot of implied violence, but we'll talk about that. Um, it was came out on October 13th of 2017. Um, it was filmed mostly in New Orleans with some shots in L.A. The budget was $4.8 million. This sucker ran up a $125 million <laughs> box office. So and no, no wonder there was a sequel. But. And by the way, the, the campus is Loyola University in New Orleans. Cool. Um, so, Maddie, uh, is this a first time watch for you? It is a first time watch for me. Um, and I, it, it wasn't because I was avoiding it on purpose. I just never got around to it. This one's a little um, elusive when it comes to like streaming and stuff. Yeah. It kind of like sits. So right now, as of this record, it sits with FX Network, which is like, okay, that's yeah. really strange. Like, why would you hold it? in that but it's kind of hard to find yeah. you, i mean you can rent it everywhere but i like, did yeah with a movie like this i would just assume that it would be streamable but it's not but it's not really so you gotta do, do a little bit of work on this one but i will tell you if you are a collector and of movies and you really like these kind of movies just buy this and the sequel on amazon yeah, for real like just do it like it's yeah. worth it um, today we're only talking about the first one, but I will say I do enjoy the second one as well. I, I and and I can't wait to watch the second one now. Uh, yeah. So basically, the the you know we kind of summed up the plot, but um, our main girl Tree, who is Tree, is like just expertly played by Jessica Roth. Yeah, she's, I, she's really really. I good. would love to talk to her someday because she seems like so much fun, and yeah. the, her evolution in this movie is just so fun to watch. Um, from kind of her first pass to like her last pass yeah. and like what happens throughout. Um, but that being said, like pretty much everybody in this movie is really good. I, um, I I think that I think that's the thing this movie's got going for it. It's good cast. Is that I mean it's it has many things going for it, but I think it, the paramount is that everyone's really good. Yeah, they really are. There, there's there's nary a character in here where I'm like they don't need to be there. Yeah. They're written bad. Oh my god! And they're Dan- not playing it correctly. Danielle is just like one of the funniest. Oh my god, so good! <laughs> and also like that little that Israel Broussard, which is what's his character's name? Carter. Uh, Carter. Carter yeah. Yeah. Um, Israel Broussard is so cute. The- Bring it on! I think that they do a really good job of casting with him specifically because with a character like that, you kind of have to be like nerdy so that she's kind of ashamed, yeah. but like also like just cute enough oh. to where like he grows on you type of thing without a doubt and also like i mean it has to be like the hot girl has to like like you yeah yeah, yeah. i mean like, and that is taken care of with this yeah i think also too the reason why i really like the film is because one of my favorite films is groundhog day mm. and this is like groundhog day but in a horror, horror film yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I i the idea of like the idea of reliving, reliving and redying the same day over and over and over again is such an interesting. Like, I, I don't know when that that when that theme first came to be. I don't think it was Groundhog Day. I can't think of like what film first did it, but whoever like thought that up, like just what a what an ingenious way to think about exploring a situation. Yeah, and and, and what she learns in every single iteration of the day, and how like the person that she transforms to become mm-hmm. it's just it's really marvelous and yeah. you know, look we we sometimes get films in the show that are just like 
kind of heartwarming. This is one of those. Yeah, it definitely you know? has the heart. Yeah, yeah, but then not that you don't expect out of a movie. You don't like expect this. it, and like there's there's little things like the the guy that what what's the guy that she tells this guy what's his name Tim Tim like that part's marvelous. Yeah, like it's yeah. really marvelously done. Well, and, and like you said, you just you just don't expect it, and you got to give it to these continuity people on this movie that they were able to recreate that day so over perfect, and over again so perfectly oh god um i it, do i do love the day when she walks out naked yeah it's just ridiculous it's really funny um i and i do like the way that they um how they get her to the hospital to like yeah. um change up like the the day or change up like how the the movie where where is the movie taking place because you know by like the third time that she wakes up the same way you're like okay i'm ready for like the plot to kind of continue now yeah. and they do a really good job of making it sound like um her wounds as she's like being killed are actually they are impacting her body like yeah. there, there's a point where the she kind of collapses and the doctor is like um you know you should be dead like there's with all these like scar tissue and everything um and you kind of learn that like oh she's not getting off scot-free in every death like it's kind of hurting her body so she's got to hurry up and figure this out otherwise yeah. she's gonna or die she's for gonna, real yeah right um and be stuck in that loop forever um but there's just so many good dynamics in this there's the dynamic with danielle um and oh god what was her name betty i think the girl who drinks the chocolate milk sure um i do find it funny that she accidentally kills her later on in the movie <laughs> when she like swings the bat um there's even like small moments like the girl with the headphones as she's walking into the sorority house that kind of pays off towards the end of the movie she's also having an affair with her professor who's also the doctor um there's just like so many cool little dynamics in this movie that really make it such like a well-rounded uh feature and i agree i do believe this was christopher landon's first feature that he directed i know he's written other things but i think this was his first director debut and if it is i mean my my hat's off to you this was a, a fine entry into into your filmdom um uh i'm trying to think of like what else i want to say about this movie because there's there's so much um there's a couple of shots that i wanted to call out uh, specifically one where she gets hit in the head with a baseball bat and in that same shot she falls down onto the pillow uh which i thought was just a really 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 cool shot huh um there's uh, a dynamic where her her mother is dead um she died but she also has the same birthday as her mother so it's really hard for, a hard day for her and um she doesn't really want to talk to her dad because her dad it just brings up memories of her mom um and so there's that uh and then we got to talk about the killer the baby face killer uh which i just think is so funny that I baby mask is so ridiculous what was the name of the school? I had it written Bayfield? down. Bayfield? Was it? Yep, yeah, the Bayfield, Bayfield Babies. Right? The Bayfield Babies. Yeah, Bayfield. That's so stupid. Who the fuck thought that up? Uh, I did think it was funny when she runs into Tim the first time and he, she's like, uh, who takes their date to first, or who takes their first date to Subway? Um, and then she's like, what does she say? She says, um, uh, she says something about a foot long and we're sure you we're, you sure don't <laughs> right. have a foot long. Right, right, right. Um, and um, I, there's just such good writing in this. There's a moment yeah. where she's kind of uh, trying to hook up with her professor and he's like, I have patience. And she, and then she says, and I'm losing mine. And so I was like, <laughs> whoa, that's a little uh, juicy. Uh, about, about the baby mask, the Bayfield University Baby Killer costume was designed by Tony Gardner, who also designed... The ghost face mask. Oh, cool. Uh, the horror icon of the screen films, of course, which is a reworked version of the father's death Halloween costume. 
That's awesome. Um, another area I will point out is there's kind of a montage in the middle of the the movie where she's trying to like figure out who the killer is. And yeah. she's like, uh, she like goes and spies on Tim and he's watching gay porn and she's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I love her reaction in that moment just because she's like, she's kind of like, oh, okay. Like, I get it. <laughs> that's, that's just so good. Um, and then she's like spying on the wife of the doctor and she's like trying, she's just like crossing off her list of like suspects. And I, I just love that little montage. I think it's like, um, what's wrong with being confident? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's playing during that part and it just matches so perfectly. I will tell you, I am I so. I just bought this movie. Why? Why? I know. I should have just bought it. Uh, me too. Um, but I'm going to. Um, <sighs> I will say I am so invested in Jessica Roth as an actress. Yeah. Um, what so, is she doing now? Um, so much so that she was on an Amazon show that she gets killed in like the third episode. And so I just stopped watching the <gasps> show. That's oh how invested God. I am. Jesus. <laughs> um, I won't say the show because I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I think that this is just so well put together. Like I said, you have to hand it over to the continuity people that worked on this movie because they just mimic that day so perfectly every time. And if you do get around to watching the sequel, which I won't harp on too much, sure. they bring back literally everybody. Oh, really? Like it is like the same cast. Is in that this. Israel Broussard still cute? Uh, yeah, he's still in it. Um, uh, let's see here. Like, what did I have? Oh, <laughs> I like when she's um, being. Oh, there's also a serial killer that we're kind of led to. Right. He's being held in the hospital because I guess he got wounded. I wasn't really sure why they were holding him in the hospital to begin with. But um, you kind of are led to believe that maybe he's the killer because they show all of his victims on the on the screen and they all kind of look like tree. So you're like, uh, maybe he's the killer. And that's how this all gets set up. Um, did you want to say anything else before we kind of get to the end part? Like where the killer is revealed? Oh, no. Andrea just did a little bit of Googling. What? Because um, I I was looking at... I do what I do, I do what I do where I go um, first name, last name, like, you know, whatever. And then I just Google and I look for images of guys that I think are cute. That's just what I do when I'm bored. <laughs> Um, I just found this article because he's he's apparently in in uh, to all the boys I've loved before, right? Oh, okay. So here is an article from the Daily Beast: "To all the boys I've loved before, star Israel Broussard outed for racist, homophobic tweets and oh, likes." No. Wow, why did he do this? Well, we won't talk about Carter anymore. Oh, that's so sad. Isn't that sad? Um, oh, that really brings me down now. Well, just st- stop reading. <laughs> All right. Um, I thought it was funny that uh, Danielle, she's, you know, she's the kind of like head bitch in charge of the sorority. Yeah. And um, she, I love when... Um, <laughs> of course, her name is Danielle. I know. Um, I love when Tree says like, oh, I think I'm just like having like a weird deja vu. And she's like, oh, yeah, deja vu. That means someone is thinking about you while they're masturbating. <laughs> and then... And then <laughs> That's and, so dumb. And then she continues to go on. She's like, I get it like five times a day. So she obviously <laughs> thinks that like everyone is thinking about her while masturbating. Um, I there, There's such good lines in this. I There's one that's like... Stop looking me like stop. She says to Carter, "Stop looking at me like I just took a shit on your mom's head." And I was like, <laughs> um, "Also, did you know that when uh, the movie was being made, Christopher Landon was actually expecting the baby?" Oh, interesting. Yeah, he said that he had baby on the brain when he was that's thinking about that's the baby the mask, baby field, or uh-huh. baby field, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> 
<laughs> Bayfield babies. Um, I thought that um, there's also like a rolling blackout that happens like at one. I think it's at like nine twenty three at, at night. Oh yeah, yeah and I do yeah. love how they pull that into the plot. There's a moment where she kind of gets knocked down. And you think she's going to get killed by the serial killer, and that's when the blackout happens. And she set her watch so that she knows when it's going to happen, and that allows her to get the upper hand on the serial killer. Um, I did find it very endearing that there's the one moment where Carter accidentally gets killed, and then she has to face the fact of like if I don't get killed then he'll be dead for real and so she kills herself knowing that we'll bring carter back in the end which i thought was a sweet moment um and then finally at the very end uh they think they've solved it they've gotten they they've beaten the serial killer and they're celebrating with the uh cupcake that her roommate made for her and once you know it she wakes up in the morning right back in that bed and uh what what's the what's the ringtone again you were saying it earlier oh it's your birthday you don't have to answer the phone (laughs) and that goes off and she's like what which also will stay in your head forever yeah it's funny because um in the in the uh what what in the preview if you watch it that's actually like a different song that they play they play that um uh uh, oh god i'm blanking on his name right now it's that other birthday song the rap uh, song oh what is it i can't think of it i'm not good at this game fuck um but um 50 cent the 50 cent yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's in the preview so it's interesting that her (laughs) and i thought it was funny that we're back in the day like do you would you really set your ringtone just for your birthday (laughs) but i mean maybe um yeah maybe in like 2002 like when you had like, all those imported remember i'll remember when your phone worked that way back then. yeah i used to have ringtones oh. for individual people my ringtone used to be the masterpiece theater ring uh song such from a nerd. i know from, from pbs uh, <laughs> i am a nerd but they figure <laughs> out that it's not the serial killer it's actually her roommate it's Lori. Wah, wah. and Lori has been trying to kill her because she is also having an affair with the professor slash doctor. And I guess he's worth it. <laughs> I don't know. Cause he's kind of, a, I, I won't say he's not handsome, but it's in like a, he has like a weird look. Yeah. He, he definitely does. But um, um, and I will say too, like the, <laughs> like the poison cupcake thing is ridiculous, yeah. well, but, it, but it actually works. It does. Because if you think back to all the iterations, she never eats it. Very true. I mean, that, that's just, it, it seems so silly, yeah. but it's actually kind of genius. Yeah, like it yeah. actually, it is the linchpin that this thing works with. And Lori, I forget what that actress was also in. She was in a long running series that I watched. Maybe it was um, Shameless. I think she might have. Was she in Shameless? I, she was on something. Um, she just looked really familiar to me. Um, so I, I know that she was in something that I watched. But um, well, I wonder, is she Matthew Modine's daughter? Yes. Ruby Ruby Modine. She is. Um, she's been in a lot of things. She's been in Central Park, Super Sex, After School. What's a what's like a sitcom? Um, oh, she was in Satanic Panic too. Oh, with um, Jerry Re- Rebecca Romaine yeah, and Jerry and, and Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> um, my love, my love affair with marriage, Mm-mm. fear, Mm-mm. The survivalist. Nope. Mm, none of those. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, um, I maybe do, you just know her in your dreams. Yeah, true. Uh, I do like that uh, very end scene where they have the in. Oh no, she was on Shameless. Okay, see, 
<laughs> um, I do like their fight at the end, and when she basically has her pinned down, and um, Danielle comes to the door, and she's like, "What's going on in there?" And she uses that moment to be like, "Eat it, bitch!" and throws the cupcake in her mouth. And it is it is funny how Lori reacts because she's trying to get it out of her mouth, and like, because it's poisoned. Um, and then Tree takes that moment to <laughs> chandelier kick her out the window. I mean, look, and she lands right in front of that girl with the headphones. <laughs> that poor girl. Was just trying to enjoy your music but um but yeah i mean happy death day what's there not to say uh well, I mean, what's what's there not to like yeah if exactly. we're being honest yeah. like if it, i i can get why some people wouldn't maybe wouldn't like it if but people, I, I i had a great time with it i think maybe some people might think it's too campy to be like a true horror movie i mean okay um, they do cut away from a but, lot but, of the but violence, that's just, but that's just the thing is like, you know, we, we say this a lot and just to reiterate it in case anybody new is listening, like we just don't buy that. Like what, what, what is, what is allowed to be horror and what's not allowed to be horror. Yeah. You get to decide that for yourself. I, yeah, totally. Um, um, I, it would be interesting to see an R rated version of this where we did get some more like actual like kills because she does. Well, is, is part two a little bit more R rated? No, actually part two is a little bit more sci-fi than this one. <laughs> really? Yeah. You'd have to watch it to understand, but okay. it's, it is really funny and it, it I, I still enjoy it, but, um, there was talk at one point of being a third movie, which I would love to see. Do, do you want that or do you, or do you not want, that? I think it'd be fun the way they, you have to watch number two. The well, way- let me ask you this. Does it need a number three? It doesn't need it, but I like these characters so much that I okay, watch I mean, it. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, and uh, if you watch number two, Happy Death Day to you, um, the end kind of opens it up to like a bigger world that could be explored, which I thought was would be fun. But that's nice. If it, if it never does get another one, um, I'm just happy that these two movies kind of exist because they, you should watch them back to back because they go together so well. Um, Christopher Landon did a, did a great job of kind of weaving that world into a second movie. Fair enough. Um, what else do I want to say? Oh, yeah. I, when she finally finds out that Lori is the killer, her line there is funny. She says, I know I've been a bad roommate, but isn't this a bit much? <laughs> that, that was funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's Happy Death Day. Uh, Maddie, what do you grade Happy Death Day on your scale? I gave it a five and a half. Um, and I said, I don't know why I took so long to watch this one. It's great, fun, lovable, cute guys count me in coach and i gave it i already said that i gave it five and a half (laughs) jet lag does this to you uh i said what doesn't this movie have scares comedy action heart all of it what a great um modern classic because i do think that this will become a classic in in due time i could see that Um, and and i'm gonna i'm gonna when i get back i'm gonna watch part two and i'm I'm actually probably just gonna buy them both yeah i want them both um i'm actually gonna grade it i'm gonna come up on mine a little bit i when after i get done talking about it i don't know how i Let's can't just, are you gonna give it a six i'm gonna give it a six Let's just both give it a six yeah. and even 12 yeah if we put them together i just think that this movie deserves it i just think it's so. fucking fun you know what and listen because i also watched this movie this week and it was just so much going on and i was like that was good <laughs> you know like i had to throw something down like that was really fun thank you yeah it's it is and it's an easy movie to watch i, I totally it's so agree with easy you. to digest, digest unlike happy, happy birthday to me, me. Yeah. like they they really and this is something and i'm not just trying to be like a, a, a pissant about it it's they stand in, in opposition to each other in that way it's Happy birthday to me is a slog because you have to fucking, I mean, how, like, once again, how you summarize it so well, I don't really know. (laughs) Um, But happy death day to you. You just let it wash over you. Yeah. Happy death day.
Yeah, right exactly <laughs> yes thank you all right well that will do it for horror in the movies we will take our last break and we'll be right back to close out the show with hottie of the episode shantae you stay shantae you stay shantae you stay shantae you stay folks it's almost the end of the 86th episode of friday the 13th horror podcast but before we end we'll do what we always do which has played us a little simple game. And this game is one of our favorite games because it's just so simple. It's the OG. It's the OG game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so simple. It's so sexy. You know what's really sexy? It's just called the hottie of the episode. And this, hottie of the episode. And this is where we pick who we think is the hottest of, that's, the, of the movies we watched. That's literally it. Now, Andrew, um, well, okay, so we were actually discussing this before we recorded, folks. Yeah. And something has happened that doesn't usually happen. Never happens. Yeah, because Andrew and I have very, very different tastes in men, mm-hmm. um, which is always good with your gay friends. Yeah, do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, well, you're, you're not competing, right? Exactly. Because yeah. if you have a gay friend who has got the same, um, ty- same type, it's just it's a it's problem. not going to it's, it's not a gonna problem work. waiting to happen. Yeah. So, Andrew, tell them who. Or, do you have the name? I ha- I'm going to say who his character name and is, okay, and you can say who the actual. Go ahead. So we both picked Tim from Happy Death Day. Yeah, he's the gay guy watching gay porn. Yeah, and he's really cute. And what's his what's his actual name? His real name is Caleb. Listen to this name, Caleb Spilliards. Um, Caleb, I'll read you his bio from IMDb. Caleb was brought up in the foothills of the Ozarks in Maumel, Arkansas. Wow. Oh, wow. Which reflects his... And also, Andrew and I do have a thing for this type of guy. <laughs> we, we have talked about... We've talked about this before. Which reflects his love as a true adventurist. The avid outdoors man got his start in gymnastics at an early age. Oh, which no. fueled his passion for performance. As a 10-time state champion, the junior wow. junior Olympic competitor graduated from Oak Grove High School, where he discovered his knack for music and singing. Where he wore cargo shorts and puka shell necklaces. Yep, also extremely hot. Um, Out of high school, Caleb signed to his first record label as a singer and bassist for popular rock band Schoolboy Humor, although I've never heard of it. No, He moved to New Orleans after recognizing his natural gift for acting and directing through his involvement with several indie films around the country. Well, listen, Caleb Spilliards, you little hot token little chunk of cookie well and you know he has a good body because he's a gymnast he's got a so, great body yeah. <laughs> i mean like the kid looks good so listen caleb our hats are off to you yes no takes it then off oh, for us yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that does it for episode 86 of friday the 13th war podcast just a couple of things before we leave you we are part of the dread podcast network you can go to dreadcentral.com and see all of the wonderful podcasts that join us on this network and hey folks if you want to support friday the 13th you can become a patron on patreon or you can buy i should say and or you can buy merch at friday13.com slash support that's friday13.com slash support which we are going to beef up our our um uh store here and going into the new year just with some new designs and stuff so we'll let you know when that's all available um speaking of patreon we have a new patron yes kyle curry joined us this month on patreon thank you so much kyle Kyle, kyle's been a longtime fan of the show 
Uh, yeah. Well, I, I actually messaged him. He's like, um, he he knew he knew of you for a long time. Yeah. But I actually just started listening to the show a couple. Oh, months did he ago. really? Yeah. Oh no way! I thought yeah. he was listening the whole time. No, I think that he like what he said in his message is like he made a mental note that you had a podcast and oh. always going to check it out, but like like kind of just did later. But um, he sent us a very nice message on Patreon. Um, Kyle, we know we owe you a bunch of rewards, so you're going to get um, it. Don't worry. So we'll be watching your movie. I believe he picked Hell Cab, which I've never even oh, heard. Oh, of. Hell Cab, yeah. Yeah, totally um for our what you've been watching bitch that's and we'll awesome get some gifts in the mail for you and and fulfill all those patreon duties just know that we are um just crazy busy right now so give us a little bit of patience yeah this mind. is this has been it's been a strange time for us because um like andrew said we've just been really busy and my my travel schedule has been really unpredictable and it's just that's how life happens sometimes yeah but things are slowing down again we'll, we'll be right back on schedule yeah. so appreciate everyone's kind of patience as we kind of get these episodes out a little bit later than they normally are and uh we we're talking about doing um horror around the globe we're still going to do that it's probably just going to happen in december now exactly at, right. at this point um i think we bicked our first country though yeah i think that we should start in italy I and think it's a great place to start. Italian horror. It's a great place to start because we were both just there. Yeah, that's what I mean. We can um, share a little bit about the trip right. and like what and we did. Remember, we got to go to fucking Dario Argento's gift store. And the catacombs. And the catacombs. So like, more to come cool on horror around the globe. Um, one last thing, and it's one of the most important. You need to leave us a review. Yes. Uh, we see the thousands of people we see the analytics we know how many people listen to the show and also we know where you live in fact we're watching you right now yeah uh, with binoculars and i can see what you're doing and you know what so does so Jesus. does so does your auntie so does in heaven Jesus. your auntie in heaven's watching you do what you're doing right now too so yeah go over on either apple Podcasts or spotify apple Podcasts is where we tend to yeah, want those right. the best but you know we'll take where we can get it um and and finally uh at the end of every show we encourage you to get, get slayed, slayed. Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.